burn the shade. Hey, brother, pour the wine. Drink the drink that I have made. Hey, brother, pour the wine. Good evening. Happy Sunday and welcome to Drink in the Style, brought to you by Habitation Furnishing and Design. I am your host, Gregory Rich, and I'm going to help you kill your Sunday early evening with some booze and conversation. My guest this evening is Drew Gray, interior and architectural photographer and owner of Drew Gray Photography. Mr. Gray, welcome to Drink in the Style. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I am thrilled to have you. I should launch by asking you a question. When you were interviewing with Drew Gray Photography, were you struck by the coincidence between your name and the company name? For what? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. It was named Drew Gray Photography. You are the principal. Right. You opened it up. Right. It was, all right, bad humor. <laughs> this show can't, can't get any better. True quality. Um... <laughs> We're also joined by a new hand behind the radio bar this week, Mr. Dan Newkirk, bar manager at Mercy Bar and Dining Room. Dan, welcome to Drink in the Style. Thank you very much. <laughs> you just want to avoid any stupid follow-up questions for me, don't you? Bring it on. <laughs> I'm really excited to have you on the show. You are an outstanding mixologist. You have done some amazing things uh, down at, uh, at Mercy and some of the associated restaurants. Tell you what, before we start with the cocktail, tell our listeners about Mercy. Where is it located? What's it all about? Uh, so Mercy Mercy Bar and Dining Room is located at 901 Hennepin uh, Avenue, downtown, across from the Orpheum. Uh, we are in the theater district. Uh, we are definitely a seafood-heavy restaurant. I mean, you can come in and get all-you-can-eat king crab for 55 bucks on a Monday, or you can come down and just get schnookered up and uh, mosey on upstairs <laughs> to your hotel, because we are connected to the Meridian Hotel as well. You are indeed, which is uh, which is awfully convenient but it's a great spot i mean great food i can't eat seafood i'm totally allergic to seafood but you do some great steaks we get we get our steaks directly from a farm out of iowa uh we butcher them in-house uh, really? and then as we serve yeah we put what's called our bursi butter uh which is bone marrow butter if really you're, if you're into that sort of thing that's fantastic oh and proteiny and healthy mm -hmm. as well all the good Oh, good for you. That's uh, that's that's fantastic. Yeah, no, Mercy's a, a great spot, and being connected to the Meridian. Um, in fact, you know, we've had the Art Girls on uh, the program. We've had Matthew Galavis Reed, who does marketing for Meridian and what have you. So it's great to have you as part of the whole ecosystem environment. Um, what are you thinking for cocktails tonight? Well, we had a little bit of an impromptu uh, gathering of our booze today. Uh, so we're, we're, you, you, I threw a question to you saying, challenge me. You said cognac. Uh, well, we originally would, I said absinthe, but then... For a later, a later time. Which we will do. Absolutely. Because Drew, being an outstanding guy, despite all of his qualities to the good, is not a full-fledged member of the drinking class. You're not a heavy drinker, right, Drew? No. Okay. But you are willing to try something new and exciting, right? Absolutely. And we chose cognac... Because cognac is just a flavorful, it's got a punch, but it's not the kind of hard, burny liquor that people might uh, might expect. And then that's why I just went with the uh, the old-fashioned, because everybody loves an old-fashioned. And putting, you know, a modern twist. I'm from Wisconsin, so I mean, growing up, uh, watching everybody muddle and pour all the things and powdered sugar and all these these crazy methods. It was okay until I learned, I, learned, I knew better. And mm -hmm. now I know better, so being able to make an old-fashioned of any spirit is... Really nice. It's a renaissance that has been going on for some years in, in mixology and cocktails. The rediscovery of really good drinks and learning how to drink them. I completely support it. If you ever listen to the show, you've known I've gone off on rants about the baby boomers, when I call the locust generation. No offense to you guys individually, but as a group, honestly, locust, you destroyed everything <laughs> and left nothing in your wake. Um, however... One of the things that you kind of threw away were good, solid cocktails, old fashions, Manhattans, everything out of Mr. Boston's mix uh, playbook, and they're all coming back because you can't keep a good pastime down. The, the 1970s really screwed us up, and we've been barely coming out of that. The 80s were rough. The 90s, we didn't we didn't know a damn thing. Yep. Uh, we're coming back on the on the, the rise. It's the drinking renaissance. Yep, absolutely. Somebody needs to open a bar. The drinking renaissance. All right. If you do, you owe me 50 bucks. All right. <laughs> Brett in the booth, you're going to hit us up with a little bit of mixing music. Excellent. Dan, tell us what ingredients are found in the Cognac Old Fashioned. Well, the one we're going to make today is uh, Pierre Ferrand, a uh, very well-known, very well-made Cognac uh, from France. 
Uh, also, also have uh, some demerara sugar, uh, unrefined, unprocessed. Uh, I bricks it out to 60, so it's 60% uh, sugar to 40% water, um, which has perfect mouthfeel. And I brought some dash fire bitters today. Uh, we can play around with cinnamon or allspice, just depending on uh, what your preference is, really. I, I didn't know if anybody had any uh, do's and don'ts or wills or won'ts. So. As far as liquor goes, unless you're adding fish oil, there are no don'ts. That's fair. <laughs> um, so, all right. So, is this going to be a mixed cocktail? Is this going to be a shaken cocktail? What's the best way to do the old-fashioned under these circumstances? We're going to stir it. Okay. Uh, and what are the... Walk us through the creation of the old-fashioned, the... Uh, the uh, ratios and proportion. So, you, so, just so you know, you can make an old-fashioned out of any spirit. All an old-fashioned is is spirit, sugar, bitters. Um, so don't don't let the uh, the idea that it's got to be bourbon, whiskey, rye uh, hold you back. Really? I, I make a banging um, vodka old-fashioned with uh, beet vodka made from sugar beets. We can talk about that in a later segment, but uh, they, those boys are just down the road from Mill Valley Kitchen. No kidding. Yeah. I, uh, well, I'll have that on the menu coming up in the next few weeks, so you'll you know, be I, able to imbibe. I'm familiar with a lot of different types of old fashions, but I've always presumed it has to be a brown liquor. Nope. You can do whatever you want. It's, wow. All right. See, once again, education. Education is the key. So you're adding uh, about how much of the cognac? So you want to go two ounces on your spirit. Uh, assuming you have your properly brick sugar, a uh, quarter ounce is more than enough uh, magic. And then bitter, bitters to taste. Okay. Uh, it just really depends on what your flavor is. That's why I was going to give you guys the option to see if you wanted allspice cinnamon or just trust me to make it how I want to make it. You go to town, my friend. Yes, I have make it how you want. insanely high levels of confidence in you after hearing <laughs> this discussion so far. Now, uh, another thing I didn't bring today was a, a jigger, so you're going to have to trust my eyeballs. Luckily, I, uh, I trust mine, so... Fair enough. I uh, I totally gave uh, uh, the short end of the stick to Dan here and gave him very little direction on what he needs to do. So this man has been proven under fire. We even forgot the ice, which we managed to <laughs> chip out of the AM950 mini fridge before the program. Which probably hasn't been touched in a few years. It's aged. <laughs> it's aged like the cognac. <laughs> All right, you got it mixed together. And uh, bitters... Fine sound. That's the sound of the solid mixing. Again, shaken uh, is not an option. Do you ever shake an old-fashioned? Uh, it would probably be not a good idea. Okay. Yeah, I have no problem shaking uh, shaking a whiskey or bourbon, as some bartenders think that's blasphemous. Mm -hmm. uh, it just really depends on the drink. Uh, if you incorporated citrus, yeah, you want to beat it up a little bit. Uh, but in this case, the sugar water bitters, uh, just stirring with my beautiful utensils over here. <laughs> Again, another quality uh, AM950 plastic knife. Uh, we we are we are using a Yari and a, uh, a Hawthorne strainer that were a gift for me from my boys at uh, Angel Envy. Oh really? Yeah. Oh, we need to talk about that. We, actually, we did a pop up with those guys, and uh, it was just really great. They brought me little souvenirs. Fantastic. All right, we're going to uh, get this thing mixed up, and then uh, come back in just a couple of minutes and enjoy our cognac old fashioned, and uh, learn a little bit more about photography with Drew Gray. Stick with us here on Drinking the Style. Hi, Gregory Rich, owner of Habitation Furnishing and Design and host of Drink in the Style right here on AM 950. Hey, I've only got a few seconds, so here's the deal. Habitation is the coolest furniture store in town. Not only have we got some of the most exceptional furniture in the cities, but in many cases, Habitation can offer you store credit on your existing furniture. Stop in, talk to one of our designers, and let us help you make your home exceptional. Habitation Furnishing and Design, 4317 Excelsior Boulevard in St. Louis Park. This is New Beginnings, hosted by award-winning broadcaster and speaker, Freddie Bell. Freddie, this generation of the baby boomers, people are living longer, so the baby boomers are taking care of elderly parents. Let's talk about your health, and specifically, let's talk about Medicare. Our show features the concerns of America's 78 million baby boomers in employment, finance, health and nutrition, and even entertainment. Catch New Beginnings with Freddie Bell, Saturdays at 11 on AM 950, the progressive voice of Minnesota. 
Hello, fellow AM950 listeners. This is Jason from Nightingale at 26 in Lindale. Come experience our delicious signature dishes and exciting rotation of inventive seasonal fare for my wife and chef, Carrie, and her team. Nightingale is the perfect place to gather for any occasion with our extensive wine, beer, and cocktail selection, along with our dedication to great service. We offer a full menu every day from 4 to 1 a.m., two award-winning daily happy hours, and weekend brunch at 10. More at NightingaleMPLS.com. Atheists Talk is the radio show for free-thinking Minnesotans. Listen on Sunday mornings at 9 o'clock. Every Sunday, we bring you science, philosophy, politics, and plain old fun from an atheist's point of view. Visit our website at minnesotaatheists.org for more details. Tune in to Atheists Talk Radio Sunday mornings at 9 o'clock on KTNF AM 950, the progressive voice of Minnesota. It's good radio without the good book. Total Dog Company exists for people who are serious about their dogs. People who want the best nutrition and the best gear for their dogs. Total Dog Company's mission is to provide high-quality, practical food and gear for dogs and only dogs. Nothing frou-frou or frivolous. Nothing with suspect ingredients. No cat food or wild bird food. Totally dog. From head to wagging tail. Find us in New Hope off of 169 at 9432 36th Avenue North and at TotalDogCompany.com. The local advertisers you hear on AM950 are the lifeblood of the station. If you find yourself regularly tuning in, or if you appreciate the diversity of content we deliver, please take the time to support our advertisers. Even if it's just to thank them for backing AM950, your voice and support can go a long way. Help keep the station going strong while investing in our local community. Find the complete list of on-air supporters by visiting the advertisers page at am950radio.com. That's am950radio.com. One-hour conversation about art, architecture, design, and pretty much anything else aesthetic, including this week, photography. I'm your host, Gregory Rich, and my guest this week is indeed from the world of photography, Mr. Drew Gray, owner of Drew Gray Photography. Drew, welcome again to Thank Drink you. in the Style. All right. We got a couple of questions we're going to run through, and we're going to start with some basic blocking and tackling about the photography business. Um... A lot of people assume that a photographer is a photographer. You'll take a picture of just about anything, but there are actually a lot of specialties in the field, correct? Absolutely. Yeah. All right. Tell us about your particular niche. Right. So, I mean, certainly even with, you know, you look at design, um, you know, there's home design, graphic design, fashion design. Um, so even though design principles may be very similar, um, you know, the canvas which you work on mm -hmm. um, can be very different. Um, so specializing um, allows for getting to know that the techniques, the, everything, uh, the communication it takes to get good, authentic photos. Mm -hmm. um, so it's about tailoring it to you know whether it's working with an interior designer, architect, builder, um, taking the time to communicate, figuring out what they're looking for in a project. Um, and then it's things like, you know, color correction, things that are different. So, I mean, you've got portrait photography, which is so different than photographing something like interiors. Mm -hmm. um, you know, you've got color correction. You know, everyone's seen a photo where, you know, paint color by, by, by a window looks mm -hmm. totally off. That's true. Because you have different color temperatures coming in. Things that portrait photographers are thinking about in a totally different way than you would when you're photographing an interior. So, correcting those um, so that colors and textures are showing up the way that they were designed. And when um, you say correcting, are we talking Photoshop or just adjustment, or are you talking about management of the direction of the light? I suppose both, right? Both, yeah. Yeah, so it's a combination of um, getting different images with different lighting, mm -hmm. and then using Photoshop to grab um, the different lighting and adjust the, the different colors mm -hmm. um, um, to control that. Or even like, you know, reflections or glare. You know, you've got, you know, um, these big glass pane showers are in. And of course, all the light fixtures are just making all these reflections and glare. So you can light in a specific way to eliminate those. Mm -hmm. So that when you look at the photo, you just notice the design instead of noticing all the distractions. That if, you don't notice when you walk into a room in person. Mm -hmm. But in a photo, if you don't correct those, um, 
you don't you don't get the real feel. Interesting. So when you're doing a photo, when you're touching it up, or if that's a term you can use, when you're selecting it, are you keying in on a particular item to make sure that it's highlighting? Or are you looking at every aspect of it and making sure that the reflections aren't distracting? How does how does how do you approach that? Right. So I mean, it's, it's all um, kind of tailored to what a designer or an architect is is after. Mm-hmm. So. Um, I mean, you want to leave some reflection. If you try to remove everything and make things too perfect, it starts to look like a render, mm-hmm. which is not what you want. Um, so I, I photograph right to our laptop so that we can see on site, you know, hey, this is kind of distracting or this is a problem. And then we'll adjust and light differently um, to, to, to correct that. Or sometimes it's just staging and moving things too, you know, uh, mm-hmm. you know, having something that just needs to move a little to the left, a little to the right makes a huge difference. No doubt. And God forbid you have wires and things like that showing up in the in the photo. And yet, a lot of people don't notice it until you notice it. And once you see a picture that has, like, a lamp with a wire attached, yes. that's it's all, all you, you look at. It yeah. does not matter. Right? I'm, I'm actually more concerned with when I do a selfie in the mirror trying to get that flash out. <laughs> so, <laughs> i, I got to say you're a few leagues ahead of me on the, uh, the, the picture game. <laughs> well, I, I take a lot of selfies, too, actually. I just I, I don't wind up in the final photo. So a lot of the times, in order to get the lighting, I have to actually be in the view of the camera holding up a light. And so then I'll, I'll stack all these images in Photoshop and grab just the part of that image to edit in over something else. Really? So I actually take a very large number of selfies. I just don't really share any of them. <laughs> Sorry, ladies. I've never, as much as you enjoy. I I, I've never been a huge selfie person, but it is kind of funny. It's always, you know. Well, Representative Wiener, uh, thank you for being on the show. Um, so you're saying, so when you're stacking a bunch of pictures and, and then you're pulling, like, you know, the chair looks great here, and then you merge that into... Right. So it's almost like it does... it. It's the image that you're taking, but it's parts of different presentations. It's totally custom to, right. So, you know, if we want one, if a chair is kind of, if the natural lighting in a room is making a corner of the room not pop enough or mm-hmm. not be too dark, mm-hmm. you can correct that. So you can go light that. You know, sometimes it involves you actually, you know, in order to light that, you might have to be in the frame. But it doesn't matter because, yeah, once you stack all the images, you're just using, you know, just the chair, just the corner portion of that image. Okay. So you can you can get the ideal lighting, the ideal depth to a photo um, that, that gives an authentic feel for the, you know, the motive of the design. Um, okay. So No, that's, that's, see, one of the things I was going to ask you was tell me something I don't know about photography in the 21st century. You've already hit it. I mean, I didn't realize that you're actually almost creating an aggregate type of an image and picking Absolutely. and choosing. What else don't we know? Tell me something else that would amaze me. Uh, well, so, I mean, most of these files, once you stack this many images, when you start with a high uh, resolution image and you stack this many sometimes my master editing files are as big as four gigabytes for really? one photo um, really wow which, which can be a, a challenge like to work 364 with. commodore 64s worth of memory <laughs> on one image so obviously it's not once i save it out into a tiff or a jpeg it's not but the master file with all of the retouching and all the stacked images mm-hmm. um, um it's, it's quite large so so let me ask you so if you're doing let's imagine you have a single room that you're doing for an architect for example, right? How much time do you spend shooting that room on average? How much time editing that picture? Where's the lion's share of your effort? Um, it's pretty. It's pretty equal about mm-hmm. the amount of time it takes to shoot and edit, and it, it differs a bit. Or it differs a lot depending on um, who I'm working with. You know, some some designers uh, want to be really involved in the process and want to be able to uh, move little things, make small adjustments. Some just kind of trust what I'm going with, and so um, how long it takes varies so widely depending on how involved. You know, I've done some shoots where you walk away with five or ten images in a day, and I've done some where it's twenty. Mm-hmm. Um, it just totally depends on. A number of factors, how much staging is required, how much. Um, uh, but yeah, it's pretty equal amount of time editing after the fact. You know, the images um, um, very rarely are under half an hour of time. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's a lot of effort going into um, getting all these colors, all these mm-hmm. um, textures and, and everything to, to show right. And in terms of color adjustment, I mean, if you come in and you shoot a, a picture and there's a wall, are you interested only in making sure that the color that's displayed in the image is representative of the wall color? Or are you going to be playing a little bit with making sure that that wall color works with everything else? What's what's your directive on that? Uh, well, I mean, my style is very, and I go for authentic mm-hmm. um, in the sense that if I do my job well, you shouldn't see my photo. You should see the design that my client made. Mm-hmm. You should see the room. Mm-hmm. Um, so typically I'm trying to get colors 
you know, spot on mm-hmm. to what the, what the colors are. Um, sometimes there are some, uh, you know, light pollution, they call it. So if you have a really warm lamp with a tungsten bulb in it mm-hmm. next to a gray wall, that gray wall, you know, fanning out from that lamp is going to have some warm shades instead of just the gray. And that is, that's natural. You see that in real life too, because of course the bulb is warm. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, it's very subjective. And okay. so that's why it's tailored very much to... Uh, what the client wants. And so by shooting the laptop, we can, you know, see, hey, did you like it this way? Or, or I, that's too much, too little. Let's adjust. It is, it is interesting. And it is. It's it's absolutely, color is so subjective. People have no realization that, you know, there is no uniform, you know, this is what this gray will always look like. It is going to be totally impacted by the type of lighting and the time of day and things like that. Wow. All right. That was interesting. Let's take another drink because when we come back, we got to talk about this cognac old fashioned because, Dan, this is one of the most delicious drinks I've ever had. So, folks, stick with us. We'll be back in a moment. Did you know that Habitation Furnishing and Design has the area's largest selection of Noir and CFC furniture? Are you familiar with them? I once had a customer describe Noir as a cross between restoration hardware and Beetlejuice. I love that. And CFC, bench-made furniture out of the heart of California, is definitionally cool. In any event, check out the lines at NoirFurnitureLA.com and then swing into the store and check them out in person. Habitation Furnishing and Design, one mile east of Highway 100 on Excelsior Boulevard. I'm Rick Unger. You've heard the screamers. You've heard the shouters, the haters, the beraters. Well, now it's time to listen to a real conversation, a rational conversation. Now it's time for The Rick Unger Show. Listen to The Rick Unger Show every weekday from 5 to 7 p.m. on AM 950, the progressive voice of Minnesota. Stream at am950radio.com or search KTNF on the TuneIn app. Buy appliances at or even below cost during Warner Stallion's Real Deal Clearance Sale. Choose from hundreds of floor models and closeouts, all marked with a big yellow tag. Plus, unbeatable savings on special buys, including top-rated laundry pairs, French door refrigerators, four-piece kitchen suites, and more. And you still get trusted free delivery, haul-away, and 18 months interest-free financing. Yellow-tagged appliances below cost and unmatched savings on special buys while they last at all 10 Warner Stallion stores. I'm Connie Burek, co-host of Awakened Living Infusion Radio Show. Join Michelle Kitzmiller and I as we focus on all aspects of health, wellness, spirituality, and growth from a mind, body, spirit, emotion perspective. On the Awakened Living Radio Show, we will discuss stress, self-care, fear, happiness, beliefs, communication, joy, pain, trauma, and more. Join us for the Awakened Living Infusion Radio Show Saturdays at 10 a.m. Let us share with you ways to infuse vitality into life. Seward Co-op, serving the community for nearly 45 years, invites you to shop their two convenient locations, both offering the strong commitment to local producers and healthy foods you've come to expect. Seward focuses on locally grown and raised products, fair trade, and environmental sustainability. Shop their selection of meats, artisan cheeses, and house-made baked goods. Find Seward at 2823 East Franklin Avenue or the Friendship Store on 38th Street and 3rd Avenue in Minneapolis. More at seward.coo. Hi, Gregory Rich, owner of Habitation Furnishing and Design and host of Drink in the Style right here on AM 950. Hey, I've only got a few seconds, so here's the deal. Habitation is the coolest furniture store in town. Not only have we got some of the most exceptional furniture in the cities, but in many cases, Habitation can offer you store credit on your existing furniture. Stop in, talk to one of our designers, and let us help you make your home exceptional. Habitation Furnishing and Design, 4317 Excelsior Boulevard in St. Louis Park. With your AM950 weather, I'm Sam Turnberg. Tonight, partly cloudy with a low around 11. Tomorrow's sunny with a high near 28. Tuesday, possible rain with a high near 38. Wednesday, rain with a high near 45. And Thursday, rain with a high near 42. This is the real deal. Unbeatable appliance savings for three days only at Warner Stellion. Get our guaranteed lowest price and select Bosch and KitchenAid dishwashers. Then save more with free installation from our trusted specialists. Don't miss real deal. This Saturday through Monday at all 10 Warner Stellion stores. Welcome 
to Drink in the Style Sundays at 5 p.m. on AM 950 here in Minneapolis, Minnesota, and available anytime as a stream or podcast. Visit AM 950 Radio or drinkinthestyle.com or download it from any of your favorite podcast apps. I mean, really, we're not picky. We are listening to uh, music off of the James Bond 30th Anniversary album, which is uh, terrifyingly old at this point, because I think this is from the early 90s, and it's the most current I necessarily had. Drew, do you know why I chose music from the James Bond album? Well, you asked me earlier, am I, am I supposed to be recalling, or Act am I surprised. supposed to be acting surprised? <laughs> no idea, Greg, no idea. Please, please inform You had me. no idea at the first point, so we're no. going to pretend like you were surprised on that. And you actually corrected me. All right, so at the beginning of, of every James Bond movie, there's that scene where they've got the spy walking smoothly, at least it used to be. I haven't seen, like, the last ten or whatever, except for a couple <laughs> uh, of, the, of the Craig ones. But, and then there's this, this thing that follows it, and and you assume it's a gun sight, and then it closes and reopens, and it's actually what I thought was a film shutter on that. And, and photography, the film shutter, James Bond, it all made sense in my brain when I was writing this. But you were saying it's not necessarily a film shutter? It, it could also be an aperture blade. And I don't um, know what an so, aperture blade so is. So lenses have... Um, an, an aperture, which is basically an opening and closing um, blades, which make a circle, mm-hmm. which control how much light is coming in and out of the camera. Okay. Um, uh, so, and they also close down just like, um, you know, a leaf shutter would. Okay. Um, so, uh, and I haven't seen any of the movies in some time, so I can't speak definitively as to which it was, but it, it could be either. We're going to have to have a follow-up show after Drew watches like Dr. No or something, <laughs> and you can identify whether, in fact, that is a leaf shutter or an aperture blade. You say leaf shutter? Um, yes, yeah. So leaf shutters aren't commonly used anymore, but um, it may be kind of a throwback. I mean, it, it's clearly trying to connect both the, you know, the the barrel of a gun concept and a and a and a and, yeah, a, and, a, and a film. Well, so you know, know it, it was it know. was brilliant when I was writing the program plan at uh, 11:30 last night, <laughs> and thanks to James Carver Vodka, I thought I was a genius. But uh, I guess in this case, I'm only half a genius. I still had a connection, right? Absolutely. Thanks. I appreciate the validation. <laughs> um, <laughs> the, the Jay Carver vodka, by the way, is, is fantastic. I appreciate the salinity. Have you gotten into their barrel-aged gin? I have enjoyed their gin. So yes. sexy. So sexy. It is a great liquor. They're doing great stuff. Have you tried their absinthe? Yeah. I, I just did a tasting with them um, about a week ago. Okay. And they, they were so kind because I keep saying, like, I want to get to the distillery. Mm-hmm. And they just go, well, you know what? Uh, if you have seven people, we will pick you up, bring you out. Get you get you boozed up, let you play with our stuff, and then drop you back off. Really? Because it's it's like over an hour away um, yeah. from Minneapolis, and obviously I'm going to a distillery. I'm gonna imbibe. So <laughs> absolutely, yeah. So and that's a spendy Uber ride, but you bring seven people, you can rent a limo. Yeah, or they can just pick us up, and we can have fun. I mean, I'd, I'd rather have the person the personable experience. Hundred percent. It's the uh, the owner actually. Um, she does the sales for them, and she was just over the moon ecstatic. And I know a couple other bar teams have done the the trip, and it's. Yeah, I'm in. She did a really nice uh, tasting once at uh, Republic Wine in Excelsior is actually where I had met her. Anyway, I called it James Carver. It's just Jay Carver. Yeah, but um, yeah, I knew. Is know? it James or Jay? Uh, it's it's just Jay Carver on the branding, but his name, his name is James. Okay. Oh, wow, really? No, I don't know. All right, it was a nice effort. Yep. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, you look at it. They put out some great spirits. Absolutely. They really, really do uh, overall. So there it is. That was a little bit of an erroneous history on the James Bond theme. It also works, by the way, for both of you guys being cool cats uh, well, and uh, Bond-esque characters, if I may say so. Chicken, not stirred. Nice. Yes, absolutely true. All right, Drew, before I forget, and before we run out of time, because I do this all the time, I mean, you you are enlightening us tremendously. You are an absolutely astonishingly good photographer. I've seen your work. I mean, you worked through the ASID. You have a great relationship with them. Some other architectural firms that I know you've interacted with, you're just, you are a photographer's photographer. How do people get in touch with you if they want to learn more about how you work? Uh, absolutely. So uh, I'm at, at Drew Gray Photo on mm-hmm. uh, either Instagram or LinkedIn. Um, DrewGrayPhoto.com. Gray with an A. I was going to say. All right. Yep. 
um, uh, or at an ASID event. I would have been so impressed, by the way, if you had said something like, I'm a 48 shades of gray or 51 shades of gray.com. You don't go with that at all. Uh, Next time. Yeah, right. Maybe next time. Yeah. He's pulled out his computer. He's suddenly registering a a website. (laughs) Okay. Um, How else? Any other ways? Or is that your preferred method of being contacted? Um, That's probably the best way to see my work and and connect would be uh, Instagram, LinkedIn, or, or the website. You can see my work there. Okay. Uh, fabulous, fabulous, and again, I can't speak highly enough of, of your of your skill set. Thank you. Um, that said, I'm about to say something that's going to be derogatory relative to your particular skill set, and you can shoot me down because I encourage it 100. <laughs> percent All right. It used to be said back in the old days that you know the difference. I don't know who said this. It was a photographer. Any? I'm not sure. People once or people used to say that the difference between an amateur and a professional photographer is the size of their waste paper basket. That is to say, you take picture after picture after picture. You guys get to pick the premium pictures. We would only get the occasional one. Do you think that's necessarily true? Is that completely thrown out the window in the age of the iPod phone or the iPhone? iPod phone. <laughs> so old. <laughs> What's your perspective on that? Um, yeah. So, I mean, that's not um, I mean, it's not completely. Um, the more you do anything, um, the better you get at it and the better of a hit rate you have. You know, you look at sports, you look at really any career. Mm-hmm. Um, the more you do something, you know, the more consistent you get at it. Um, Are you saying practice makes perfect? Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to say perfect, but <laughs> practice, practice <laughs> makes Some people just perfection. Perfection. a real, you know, practice makes a real, a real difference. You can yeah. give a blind guy a camera and he can practice all he wants. The, it's never going to come close to the quality that you can produce. Right. I mean, I, I think there's something to be said about just getting started, too. I mean, so many people um, just don't get started on doing something. You know, you'll get good at it if you just get out there and, and start instead of, um, you know, thinking, oh, I, I want to do that. I want to do this. So, But there are key techniques that you learn. Things. It's not just, I mean, you can try taking a million pictures, but if you don't know certain basic techniques and certain advanced techniques, you're never going to get the same achievement that a professional photographer we were between segments we were talking a little bit about you know part of your job being photography part of your job being computer editing uh overall i mean where did you develop your skill set um well i've always been an exceptionally technical kind of need freak kind of person and so i I, um enjoy the details and the mechanics of doing, um, so we were talking a little bit, I actually started in music before I did photography. Mm -hmm. And um, at the time I didn't realize, but what I loved about music and everything was um, the technical side of it, that you could take it apart, understand how it works. So photography is the same kind of way. I I did start um, with some classes in photography, uh, but most everything is portrait driven Mm -hmm. instead of interiors. So a lot of it was, you know, um, you could learn through the internet, which is an incredible Mm -hmm. um, thing now too, but kind of pieced together. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I love taking things apart and, and figuring out how they work. And that's just kind of the way my brain works, I think. Interesting. So that mixed with hard work and, and you get somewhere. No. And, uh, yeah. And you have certainly gotten somewhere cause really, again, you do, you do great, great work. So, so you're, you're, you know, you're, you're taught, you're experienced overall when you approach a project, right? Tell me, I mean, uh, where do you find the inspiration, right? Do you key in on certain objects when you're doing a photo shoot within a space, or are you taking a larger perspective? Um, that's a great question. I, I think um, you could say much like a designer, um, I get my inspiration largely from my clients. Um, so I think it's really about communication and collaboration. Um, it's not like some brilliant muse that just comes out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a matter of learning, you know, hey, what's unique about this project? Mm-hmm. Um, what was the the story behind you know the designer's motivation? You know what did the homeowner come to this designer or architect or landscape architect to do? Mm-hmm. Um, once I kind of understand you know the problems or the challenges that they faced in the design stages, then I know what's unique and what we want to show about the project. Mm-hmm. Um, so again, you know, it's a lot about um, the communication, the collaboration. And in most cases, it. are you are you being hired by a real estate firm or a designer to showcase their work? Do homeowners come to you at all directly and say, you know, I want to make sure I have the best imaginable pictures for this. I want you to call, you know, my realtor and tell them, use Drew Gray photography. I, I have not worked with a lot of homeowners directly. I okay. typically tend to work with um, the trades, whether that be, you know, the landscapes, designers, architects, builders. Mm-hmm. Um 
Uh, that's kind of where I market, at least. I mean, I've had the occasional, you know, and of course, there's friends and family that know that I do photography mm-hmm. um, that, that lead to that. And again, through um, the ASID, I mean, being so right. closely associated with them, you know, that is that is a group that, you know, needs a solid photographer, and you are the go-to person in Minneapolis for the organization. I try. <laughs> I'm not sure what you're substantiating that on. but uh, Well, you can substantiate in the fact that we've never met before, but I know who you are. And I don't know a damn thing about photography. <laughs> there it is. So, there it is. Branded. I was just having a quick swallow, and I just want to take a quick break from the photography just to say, Dan, this is the most delicious old-fashioned that I, I, I have drunk hundreds of old-fashions in my life. Mm-hmm. I dare say thousands. Yep. <laughs> and this is insanely rich, and you mentioned mouthfeel, mm-hmm. which, again, I don't know if you can say that on a radio program that's that's commonly put through, but the mouthfeel on this is fabulous. It sits on your tongue. It percolates. That, that's the importance of brixing your sugar properly. Uh, a lot of bars, um, you know, they'll... They'll measure out, uh, but that that doesn't do any justice. Well, you said brixing, and you mentioned it in segment one as well. I don't know what brixing means. It's just so it's uh, the machine is called a refractometer, okay. and it basically um, it sounds like something you ordered out of the back page of like Mad Magazine. Oh yeah, <laughs> the refractometer. It's right next to the X-ray glasses. Yeah, one point seven five gigawatts. It's uh, <laughs> it, it basically shoots a, a laser beam through the liquid um, after you've made your 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 syrup essentially, and it tells you the the ratio of sugar to water. Really? That, wow. That's the kind of that we do at Mercy Bar and Dining Room, and Mill Valley Kitchen, and Benedict's. All we, of which, we, all we, the, we, the we details. care about the details because the details matter. The bar, bar and restaurant game, there's over 2,000 in, in the metro now. Uh, you better be damn good if you want to stick out, otherwise you're just going to be one of the rest. Absolutely true. Absolutely. And the details are key. I always say life is the big stuff, but living is in the details. Absolutely. And you can run through it. I think that's absolutely delicious. We're going to take a break in a couple of minutes, but first, Drew, I want to come back to you because I just want to ask you, what is your dream shoot? Where, more than anywhere else, do you want to do a photography project? Um, you know, nothing really comes to mind, which sounds really lame. That now, does now sound that lame. I, you know, as far as style, I've always had kind of a um, uh, leaning towards minimalist, modern. I love kind of the challenging hard surface and reflective surfaces mm-hmm. gives for lighting. Um, but, uh, I mean, I'm just as passionate about the home design. I love being in awesome spaces. Mm-hmm. So I think something unique, something that, you know, is not what you see every day. That's fair enough. All right. Non-equivocating. It's a little equivocating, but I'm still going to accept it. Uh, this is the last break before we do the Habitation Audio Log segment, our weekly exploration of small business through the prism of Minnesota's most exceptional furniture showroom and design center. Stick with us. Hi, Gregory Rich, owner of Habitation Furnishing and Design in St. Louis Park and host of Drink in the Style every Sunday at 5 p.m. You're listening to AM950, so I already know that you care about your community, and I'd like to encourage you to demonstrate that commitment by shopping at locally owned businesses like Habitation. Not only do we have some of the most exciting furniture lines in Minnesota, we've selected those manufacturers that offer value and style while doing business the right way. Habitation offers sustainably sourced furnishings from premium suppliers like Phillips Collection, Trika Furniture, and North Carolina-based Lazar Industries. Each offers an array of styles, fabrics, and materials. And Habitation's ASID design team can help you turn your space into an oasis that brings joy and happiness no matter what is going on in the world outside. Won't you give us a chance to earn your business? Stop into Habitation at 4317 Excelsior Boulevard and see how you can make your space exceptional. Crooner's Lounge and Supper Club is delighted to offer its spacious facilities for your private function. From weddings, retirement parties, business dinners, or any special occasion, Crooner's combines a dedicated, full-service special events team, an award-winning chef, and a beautiful lakeside ambiance to make your event a resounding success. Visit croonersloungemn.com to learn more about their private dining options, or call 763-571-9020 to get a quote for your next event today. 
Hi, this is Laura, and I want to tell you about my family's favorite thing. It's our wood stove. We bought it about 14 years ago from woodland stoves and fireplaces. And see, the wood stove has actually paid for itself because we can keep the main area that we live in toasty warm with this great moist heat. But more important than saving money, it has actually improved our lives. Having a fire simplifies life. It provides comfort. It sort of takes the chill out of winter. I'm Peter Solak. In 1977, I started Woodland stoves and fireplaces and I experienced the simple joy of warming myself by a fire. I also realized that the place and the way we embrace fire has evolved in a diversity of forms and styles. So at Woodland Stoves and Fireplaces we have brought together the widest selection of our fireplace products and technical knowledge in the Twin Cities. Our mission is to use our knowledge to help you choose the design and function that is right for you and your home. Visit Woodland Stoves and Fireplaces today and find the right fire for you. Did you know that Habitation Furnishing and Design has the area's largest selection of Noir and CFC furniture? Are you familiar with them? I once had a customer describe Noir as a cross between restoration hardware and Beetlejuice. I love that. And CFC, bench-made furniture out of the heart of California, is definitionally cool. In any event, check out the lines at NoirFurnitureLA.com and then swing into the store and check them out in person. Habitation Furnishing and Design, one mile east of Highway 100 on Excelsior Boulevard. Say live and let die Drink in the style. Music this week provided by a variety of artists on the James Bond 30th anniversary desk album back in the day, I believe. Well, tape cassette, I don't know. Uh, great music, totally underappreciated. Huge fan, everybody. Go out and buy it. All right, before we do the Habitation audio log, Dan, I want you to tell me about the drink menu at Mercy. So, well, basically, the uh, I came on board about eight months ago, and the initial drink menu that I, I kicked off was basically the uh, homage to the classics. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I do uh, pay attention to my sugars. Uh, I like to keep a low glycemic index, so I usually use unrefined, unprocessed sugar. Mm -hmm. Of course, I do have regular simple syrup with, with bleached processed white sugar, but that's just something you need to have in a bar mm -hmm. scenario. But... Um, <clears throat> so all, all the classics are, are just well thought, uh, put together. People are like, oh, that seems kind of basic. You taste it, and you're like, well, this is quite delicious. Because it's, it's down to the details. My sugar is bricks appropriately. Uh, everything's measured out. We use jiggers. Uh, very appropriate. The the next menu, we're rolling out our next menu for the uh, library bar, which is downstairs at, at Mercy. Um, April 5th, we're doing a relaunch of our menus. Okay. And uh, one, one of the biggest tasks I was given was uh, Instagram cocktails. Instagram cocktails. Yeah, so I got I got this one in the works. Um, I've been throwing around different names. I, it's it's gonna get ridiculous. So basically, it's gonna be a fishbowl. Uh, it's gonna have dry ice. Um, it's gonna change colors. Uh, so according so butterfly pea flower. It's something that bartenders have been using for a while. Uh, it's 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 organic. It's natural. Uh, it's semi flavorless, and it it dyes things the color blue. Mm -hmm. uh, but different pH levels of citrus, you know, like where if you add lemon, uh, then it turns it uh, purple. If you add, add lime, it turns it pink. My favorite thing uh, on, on, you know, we'll be, we'll be, we've just been past uh, National uh, Woman's Day um, when, this, when this goes on, is uh, butterfly pea flower, the actual Latin genome is uh, clitoria. <laughs> and the, the beautiful thing about it is, is when you, it's, it's literally named after uh, a, a woman's undercarriage, like the lady parts. <laughs> the, the flower, the, I'm serious, the flower itself, it. it's, it's gorgeous. Uh, and, and as, as a, a person who is a big fan of the uh, opposite sex, mm -hmm. I, I, I've just been gravitated towards I... the clitoria. <laughs> Rarely is your host left speechless, but I got to tell you, that's the Best thing I've heard all day. I can't wait to uh, enjoy the clitoria. Does that count? <laughs> when are you doing the uh, with the, the relaunch of the library? So April fifth will be the relaunch for both, and that and that's when we're going to release the uh, release the, the menu cocktails. But I also at Mavella Kitchen, I mm -hmm. uh, have a uh, butterfly pea flower matcha blend. 
coming into play too. That one I can't really manipulate the color so much because matcha is such a bully. Um, I don't even know what matcha is. Ma- matcha is just taking taking green green uh, green tea. Okay. But you grind everything up, including the stem, everything. Really? And it's a okay. really fine powder. The first time I ever played with it, uh, I, it's, it comes in a powder and they suggest you use a brush. I, I put it, I heated up the water because I was like, oh, I'm just hey, hot matcha. Just had the kitchen remodeled. Uh, I put it in a shaker tin, two pumps, boom, exploded everywhere. I spent an hour cleaning up matcha <laughs> tea in the kitchen. Yeah, it was, it was bad. So science. Science. Oh, my God. Science, gravity, two of my old foes, and mathematics. Otherwise, <laughs> But I read wow. good. That is uh, that is that is fantastic. We're going to make sure we mention this a couple more times because uh, the stuff that you are doing over there is truly fabulous. Truly fabulous. All right. Brett, in the uh, sound booth, are you ready for my stumbling effort to read uh, the log? Always look forward to it every week. Let's do it. Do you really? (laughs) (laughs) You lie. (laughs) All right. We're going to do it. We're going to do the Habitation Audio Log. Uh, And again, will someone remind me ahead of time to come up with theme music? We do need theme music. I thought you were going to say put it in the first segment, but that kind of eliminates the fun of it. It does. Yes. It does, because the uh, Habitation Audio Log theme is always better when that, I've yes. got two sheets to the wind. Whatever that means. I don't know that phrase, but we're going to do it. All right, you ready? Here we go. Um, ta-da! <laughs> no, that's not good theme music. Habitation Audio Log, installment 28, floor sample sale and new merchandise. Home furnishings is, obviously, a business of aesthetics. If Habitation is going to remain one of the coolest showrooms in Minnesota, that means that we have to keep the look fresh. So, every couple of quarters, it makes sense to clear out some of the old and bring in some new. That time is upon us. With about half a truckload of furnishings in the warehouse waiting to hit the Habitation floor, I need to open some space. The Habitation Floor Sample Sale is going on now. We're offering 30 to 70% off on some exceptional pieces from some suppliers uh, ranging from Gus Modern to Trowbridge Art to EQ3. That includes many sofas and sectionals, wall decor, chairs, tables, and more. And this is not your typical Washington's wig powdering day sale from Hom Furniture where the big boxes mark everything up so they can pretend they're having Uber savings. This is a legitimate chance to buy first quality goods at really great prices. So there it is, a compelling call to action to visit the showroom that you've been hearing so much about for so long. And if you do, make sure that you pop in uh, your head into my office and say hello. In fact, if you do stop into Habitation, go straight to the back of the building where my office is located. Say hello, and I'd be happy to pour you a little shot of something. And thank you personally for visiting the showroom and for being a listener to Drink in the Style. Was that a good plug? Yeah, it was great. Yeah, <laughs> we're thirty to seventy percent off. Thirty to seventy percent off. No, it's uh, it's it's cool. I mean, it's all good stuff, and we're moving it through. And Brett, you had me on the and the on the Minnesota Progressive Repartee a while back, talking about why do furniture stores have all these silly sales at all times? Yeah, and they're always on President's Day, which I've never picked up why it's just any excuse yeah. to have a sale to to pretend that they're offering savings i mean it's, it's always the goofiest commercials too where it's you know washington's wig powdering day it's the you know leaf accumulation arbor day sale i, I like the places that are always going out of business I know. <laughs> always going out of business that is their business model going Every, out of business sale it's everything a, must go with a waving inflatable arms guy yes yeah i love that oh, guy God, actually I love that guy. yeah Oh, yeah. man. Yeah. No, they're Get going it. out of business. That's an actual full-fledged industry in my or segment of my industry. It's called the GOB segment, going out of business. There are these companies that literally what they'll do is they advertise to retailers, and they say they'll run your going out of business sale if you're going out of business, for example. Um, and then they stretch it. So they liquidate some of your merchandise or whatever your merchandise is. And then they start bringing in all of this, what we call 
promotional grade furniture. Promotional grade means the super cheapest stuff that doesn't hold up that you use in your advertising to draw people in. And then you tell them not to buy this $399 sofa because it's only going to last six months. But then this GOB industry goes in and they say, you know, we'll take, you know, your reputation as a store that was solid for so long and we'll sell your stuff. But then we start bringing in all of our crap furniture that we pretend is reduced as a GOB sale. And it's a complete sham. So I, was, I wasn't too far off. No, you're not far off at all. In Minnesota, in Minnesota, there's a law against it. Um, there is this one guy whose name I won't mention. He's a good guy. I mean, you know, whatever. He came up with the concept. And he ran a GOB, a going-out-of-business sale in a Edina, uh, for about two years uh, next to the Warner Stallion and original Pancake House in that little <laughs> plaza across from the Galleria. And Minnesota actually enacted a law that they named after this guy. Really? That limited how long you can do a sale, and they're allowed to audit your records to make sure that any inventory you're liquidating was in your possession prior to, like, three months before you advertised the sale. Right. They never enforce it, and these companies that do these GOB sales pop in and then pop out before anybody can really catch them. But they've made this huge effort to try to stop it. Well. I know. It's a business of... you go, Rainbow. <laughs> nice the more you know rainbow all right uh we've got a couple of minutes left which means drew you can ask me a question if you'd like about anything you'd like what do you got in mind i am curious what is the um weirdest or strangest or most out of place thing that um you've seen in someone else's home whoa <laughs> that is an interesting question. I need to have people submit these questions before I actually ask so that I can think about <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, that might be a difficult one. The weirdest uh thing. Um I did once see, you know those little those fountains where you have like the little cherub peeing into a into like a conch shell or something? I did have somebody once who had that little cherub uh, sitting in the middle of their living room right next to their TV. And I was like, well, that's an interesting aesthetic <laughs> choice. Um, yeah, yeah. So that's what go. I'm going to go with. The, a peeing cherub. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> it's, you drop that almost as yeah, hard yeah. as the clitoral color uh, uh, cocktail in the library of Clitoria. Mercy. Clitoria, sorry. Ooh, we may have to edit that. All right, there it is, my friends. We have drunk our way through yet another episode. Uh, on behalf of Habitation Furnishing and Design, Drew Gray Photography, which features photographer Drew Gray, who I really would like to have you guys get in touch with, and Mercy Restaurant uh, in downtown Minneapolis. In addition to Mercy, tell me the whole area, the, the whole conglomeration of restaurants. So Mercy Bar and Dining Room in uh, 901 Hennepin. 901 Hamilton. Benedict's out in Wayzata and Mill Valley Kitchen in St. Louis Park. I love them all. I'd like to wish everybody good week or good luck this uh, coming week and leave you with a quote from Paul Simon himself. The trick is, as I know it, to care like hell and not give a damn at the same time. Good night, everybody. We will talk to you next week. Hey, brother, pour the wine.